Welcome everyone to the Reinvent Relevance podcast, where we dive headfirst into what it takes to move your career from where you are to where you want to be. We call it reinventing your relevance, embracing the winds of change to do the work worth doing. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, and joining me today is my partner, Michelle Merritt. And here we're going to switch things up a little bit today because we've had kind of a milestone here at Merrifeld, and we wrote a book. Yay! <laughs> Yay us! Uh, it's titled Find Work Worth Doing, and I'm going to step back from the hosting uh, station here and turn this over to Michelle, and we're just going to have a free-form conversation about uh, what it took for me to write the book, how to pick Michelle's brain, because Michelle was the it's her brain. <laughs> and then I've taken, I've distilled down, I've taken parts of my brain and distilled it down and put it in a book so that you, the reader, uh, can do what we do. It's our secret sauce. And we're sharing it with you so that let's say you're not ready to get a career coach. You're not ready to have a professional resume writer, but you just want some help. Well, that's what this book is all about. Shell, take it away. So, I'm so excited that we're finally here. You know, it feels like it feels like it's been years. It's only been a few months, but it feels like it's been years. And I think that one of the things that I would like for you to share if you're up for it is why now? You know, you in one of our planning sessions early in the pandemic, for those of you who don't know, we meet every Friday as a team for planning. And in one of our Friday sessions, you said you guys, I want to do this. I've wanted to do this for a long time. Now's the time. What, number one, what caused you to want to do it now? And number two, after that, I want to talk about the experiences that you brought to this that made you feel like this was the thing that people needed. Well, three things, essentially. The first was, uh, and I, I put this in the LinkedIn post announcing the book, we all saw that meme, you know, Shakespeare <laughs> wrote King Lear during a, a plague quarantine. What are you going to do? We've all got a lot more time on our hands. And it. I can't preach to our clients to say, look, you need to be doing something with your spare time. You need to be focused on what's going to move you forward. If I don't eat that dog food myself. <laughs> so that was the first off. Uh, the second was we had made a conscious decision to share a lot of our knowledge at the beginning of this pandemic uh, in the form of training uh, for our clients and for people who just needed help, uh, because we are truly all in this together. Everything we do, nobody is truly a self-made person. Yeah, it takes grit and determination and drive and inner resolve and all those things inside yourself, but you're going to have to have other people help you. And <laughs> that's what this is about. This, a book is probably one of the more approachable ways to take knowledge and open it up and absorb it into your own and hopefully glean what you need to know so you can move yourself forward. Mm -hmm. And, and then, then finally, it, it's just a matter of you have to show your work. Uh, you know, every <laughs> right. day uh, when we coach clients about LinkedIn, about the resumes, we say, look, we need you to show accomplishment. We need you to show results. And for me personally, uh, a book was a way to show what it takes sometimes to put out content, to do something, not just your average day in, day out. Yeah, and I to answer client questions. Yes, I do this. Yes, I do that. Well, okay, that if that shows, if I were to show that on my entrepreneurial resume, they would, people would go, eh, okay. But when you, you take it up a notch and mm -hmm. you do something that's different, uh, 
that's unique because not everyone writes a book. Uh, it, it's relatively speaking, uh, for me, it was, there were technical hurdles that a lot of people would probably stumble on. Right. <laughs> and the writing the book, the part, writing the book part, that was easy, relatively speaking. Getting the thing formatted and turned into proper uh, document styles, getting it up. It was, it was a learning process. So it was truly a development process for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but that allows me to show a level of competence and uh, accomplishment that we teach everyone to do, which essentially, like I said earlier, we're eating our own dog food and I right. ate my own dog food. I know it's a bad metaphor. <laughs> It is, and it may be lost on I some people. It, it, right. Yeah, it, it references, you know, it references, you know, whatever you produce, Practice you should you also preach. consume. Right. You bet. So what was it? Because, you know, being married to you, for those that don't realize that, that when we're not partners at work, we're partners in life too. Um, you know, for as long as I've known you, you've talked about wanting to write. But this was a story, this finding work worth doing, finding meaningful work was a story within you that I think has really developed in the last few years since you made a transition a year and a half ago to work in the business full-time instead of part-time, these sort of things. And so what was it about, what was sort of the, the peak moment in your career past that made you say, this is the book to write, this is the topic to write, and now's the time? Well, you know, it, it's, it's now's the time was simply because I'd put it off for so long and it needed to happen. <laughs> it honestly was was weighing on me. It was something I wanted to do. I've started it and stopped it many times. I've set it as a goal. And like so many goals in life, uh, and as you as you as you age, as, as we gain mm -hmm. an experience and wisdom, we realize that the time to put off goals was, you know, that's it, not there. <laughs> There's no more time, and if you want to, you want something bad enough, you have to take the initiative to do it. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about mindfulness in, in development circles. You know, you need to be mindful. I agree with that totally. I think mindfulness is a fantastic practice, but I also think that mindfulness needs to lead to action. And as an educator, education is, is one thing. Education is just the transfer of knowledge. It, it, it's but learning is taking that knowledge and then making a behavioral change. And ultimately for me, it was, it was a, a principle of the thing. I had to do this because I kept talking about it. So I needed to do it. The only person who was going to do it was myself. <laughs> so I needed to make that change. And it's, it came for me, the genesis of the book is find work worth doing. Work worth doing uh, comes from a quote from Teddy Roosevelt when he gave his square deal speech over a hundred years ago now at this point. And he said, you know, by far the greatest prize in life is to find work worth doing. And, and it got me to thinking, what, what is work worth doing? Does work have meaning? And I'll be honest for, I'll be honest with you, for a long time, uh, my young adult life, my middle adult life, I couldn't have said that my work had purpose and meaning. Now, it did ob objectively have purpose and meaning. I, I developed a purpose and meaning. Uh, but it changed. And I reached a point where I knew the clock was running out. Things were changing in my mind as I was reaching middle age. I, my skills were changing. I wanted to make a change. More importantly, than needed to make a change because a lot of people 
need to make a change, it gets thrust upon them sometimes. You know, the boss says you're no longer relevant, out you go. Okay. But to pull the ripcord on your own parachute to see what color it is, is a scary thing to do. <laughs> and it's one thing to pull the parachute to go to another job. It's a whole other thing to go to entrepreneurship. Now, entrepreneurship has been on my radar since the late 80s. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, to be my own boss. As the Didn't you have the first issue of Entrepreneur I, I did, Magazine? I did. It was about Popeye's <laughs> fried chicken. I never knew anything about Popeye's fried chicken. Uh, and I remember it had a weird pink sort of chartreuse cover to it. It was a, anyway, but yeah, I, I did. Uh, entrepreneur Magazine. I, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was, but it sounded neat. I wanted to be one. Uh, and I had little entrepreneurial dalliances uh, in my in the early aughts uh, that you know never really much came to them. It's sort of side hustle sort of thing. And until we went into full time into career management, this to me was a way to not only um, share the knowledge that I've gleaned through the practice of this, um, but it also makes a statement that says, "Look." I know what I'm talking about. This is the knowledge you need. And here it is, just handing it over. You know, the old school way of doing this is, oh, well, if you want to know the secret, well, you got to pay up. You got to take this class. You got to do that. You got to do that. You know, honestly, I could have given this book away for free uh, because <laughs> there's knowledge in there that I need to share with the world. And the only reason it has a price point is just because that's, <laughs> that's how it's going to get shared. It's very low. It's it's very affordable because this is stuff people need to know. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are putting in the nine to five, sitting in a cube like I once was and thinking to themselves, my God, if I dropped dead of a heart attack, my head would hit this, this keyboard and that would be all that ever wrote it. And I don't want anyone to ever have to go through that because it sucks. <laughs> it sucks, sucks, sucks to, you know, a cube can be like a jail cell. <laughs> And the only thing holding you there is your own mental shackles. This book is all about, look, here's the tactics. Because we give away these tactics in the free courses on our website. You know, how to write a resume, uh, how, to, how to ace the interview. Well, that, that course is coming soon. But we give a lot of this information away for free. Mm -hmm. But the important thing here is stuff that I've blogged about, that I've posted about. And I put it all together in one succinct package to... To let people know, look, you got to you got to start a little higher than just pure tactics. You have to think about the strategy. You have to think about why you're doing what you're doing. You have to think about your meaning. What you have to. I've designed a, a process of five questions, and it's you know they're all about your your mission. Uh, who do you want to help? And then there's your your attitude. You know, <laughs> what do you think about yourself? Okay. And your purpose, which is. Purpose, we get all tripped up on purpose. Purpose is just goals. Goals, action. That's the important thing is this, is this book is all about thinking strategically about taking mindful action to move yourself forward. Mm -hmm. So long way to stray, say that that's what the book is about. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think you've really taken some really personal experiences and said, I know where, you know, being this middle age adults, you know, I've come to this place where it's time for me to find more than just mm -hmm. sitting in the cube doing what someone else dictates for me to do. Yeah. 
for us, that was entrepreneurship. That might not be the case for everyone. In fact, it's probably not the case for many. Yes. But I think it's definitely a great opportunity to share how to find meaning in your work, mm-hmm. not just meaningful work, yeah. because that makes such a difference as well. You know, we all come to those crossroads in life as I have. I mentioned it in the foreword of the book. Yeah. Um, you know, we all come to those moments where it's time. And you know that what you have to offer is no longer what the organization wants, needs, or is willing to accept. No longer relevant. No longer relevant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the situation you describe in the forward is, is a classic example uh, of what happens when your principles, your mission, and, your, and they come in conflict with the organization. The organization is going one way and you're going another. Right. Uh, and it was it was gut wrenching to watch you go through it. Uh, but had you not followed the mission and, and st- stuck true to your principles and held on to that anchor point, uh, sure. your attitude about yourself uh, would have suffered. So everything would have been out of whack. <laughs> and getting sure. mission, attitude and purpose all in alignment is critical. For me, that. I when I worked in higher education and educational technology directly, for somebody else at a university level. I did. I felt a sense of, of mission, I, I truly did. Um, and I, I had a good attitude about it and I felt that I had goals. Uh, so I had all three of those things, but the organizations and the industry shifted and mm-hmm. I wasn't able to shift with them. So, mm-hmm. and, and in addition where the track I was on just was not gonna go where I needed it to go. So I reinvented my relevance. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and took a completely different track. And, and it, it, is, it truly has it, two roads diverged in a wood and it's made all the difference uh, to quote the poem sure. out of its original intention. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that there's really something to, you know, this can happen purposely, purposefully like it did with you, where it's a matter of, hey, I'm identifying this. And now because I've identified this, I recognize that it's time for me to go. It's time for me to change and reinvent my relevance. Or it can come very suddenly, like you say, um, where suddenly it was, you know, for me, it was I was met with this, this crossroads that was compromise your moral values or and stay having a high profile position or walk away. And for those who haven't yet read the book, you know, I share in the forward that I was um, told by my employer that I could not interview a woman because she was not attractive enough. And I was devastated. And as you know, I came home that night just stunned. And when I did that, you said, don't go back. And I remember saying, I can't not go back. I've never walked out on a job in my life. And You asked me one question that made all the difference in the world. You said, how will you face, at the time I was president of the Women's Bureau Board of Directors in Fort Wayne, and and you said, how will you face the women you're leading if you support that? And going back supports that. And I went in the next day and set up my exit strategy. you know, that was tough. It was tough. It was tough to watch. <laughs> it was tough. And I mean, I didn't just walk out and say pound sand. 
you know, but I did set up an exit strategy yeah. to, to the surprise of my peers and my boss. Yeah. And thus Merfeld was born because out of that transition came this opportunity to start helping people mm-hmm. with their career, leveraging my experiences for friends who were saying, hey, I need help with this interview. Hey, will you help me with my resume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's truly important. I mean, you're right. Most people, especially people that have children at home, you know, we had the benefit of having an older child who was, was on his way out the nest. So we had a lot more freedom. Uh, that not a lot of people have. Now, sometimes, you know, people don't reach this point, the point that you reached or I reached until they're in their 60s. <laughs> but or still, yeah, or not at all, you know, it, it's it's rough, we get it. And I'm not going to say that this, you know, taking a chance isn't for everybody. Uh, but we take a chance getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've heard stories of people who've gotten out of bed, tripped and broken their neck. Mm-hmm. You, 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 <laughs> Yet take a risk just being above the ground. Uh, so if it's going to be risky, sometimes the riskiest thing you can do is to take no risk at all. Uh, that's just, it's counterintuitive, but it's true. And the reason we focus on jobs and why I've gravitated toward into career management from a career in technology and is because I understand careers take up so much of our lives. They take up at least a third of our lives, um, if not more sometimes. More in a lot of cases. Yeah, you know, you, you, waste time, you waste time or you spend the time. Mm-hmm. It's better to spend that time, to invest that time into something that's going to give you a return on investment. Mm-hmm. If you're just spending a time, you know, running out the clock to the weekend, by all means, I know a lot of people who do that. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are the sort of person who wants to take who wants more? Mm-hmm. That ambition can be painful to to just sort of suck and hold down. Just stamp, stamp oh, it down. Yeah, you just can't tap it down because it hurts your sense of pride. Because at the end of the day, regardless of the job, I'll tell you this job right here. It is a job. It yeah, we run the place, but it's a job. And job and there's the great songwriter Mac Malkin and Ali said. Uh, you know, jobs suck, uh, but the quickest way to a job that sucks less is to take pride in what you do. You bet. And that's the sort of person that the book is for, that we help. We help everybody. Don't get me wrong. But the, we really do love to help people who want to do just a little bit more or sometimes a lot bit more mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. And your career can do that. It's just a matter of, you know, Again, that's what this book is for. It's a matter of making that plan, executing that plan, and just incrementally getting better each day. And that's all anyone can ever ask of you. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm so excited for all of our clients and our friends and our fans. It's still to this day, all these years later, fans feels like a weird term to me. <laughs> but I'm so excited for you all to um, read it and experience it, download it share it with your friends. You know, we have a lot of people in our lives that are in big career transitions right now. Um, you know, shameless plug, but it could be a great gift as the holidays are coming. This, this is true. And yeah, we're, you know, right now we know job security officially as of 2020 is dead. There's no such thing. So be prepared. 
That's that's the key. You have to be prepared for whatever your career throws at you. And this book is a good place to start. Um, yeah, I you know I, I feel I feel for everyone out there, and, and we're all we're all we're all in this together. We're all feeling what's going on. So by all means, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be launching a video series on YouTube and on LinkedIn, just short little blogs that go over the 10 career misconceptions is in the book. So if you want to get a little preview, <laughs> a little taste, mm -hmm. an amuse-bouche <laughs> from the book chef, uh, by all means. Yeah, you're making me hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> subscribe, like this content, follow us on LinkedIn, you know, reach out to us. We love to meet new people yeah. and let us know how we can help. And, you know, at the very least, we, we've made it, you'll make a new connection and hopefully learn something. So yeah, you you thank all right. you all so much. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. We, we do hope that you got something out of this. Uh, like, and subscribe if you enjoyed this content. Uh, please feel free to check us out on LinkedIn, reach out, as I said, and we hope you all have a great week. We will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.